0: Welcome to Specialized, the podcast about living in the special needs community as educators, parents, and community leaders. I'm Wayne.
1: I'm Tina. I'm Diana.
0: Guys, welcome to another episode of Specialized. And uh, you guys notice that as soon as we start recording the podcast, that our dog Shira starts walking and Their little.
1: Nobody. It's like the little.
0: It's oh no! It's it's there. It's
1: her. It's her settling in. It's
0: her. She's like oh okay. I could. I could settle in now. But um, do you guys know what our topic is for today?
1: Yes. What's I our topic? So. Here, <laughs> here comes <laughs> Halloween, here comes, comes Halloween, 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 here comes Halloween. Anyway, all right, we do not own the rights to that song. But
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're talking Halloween. Are you guys excited? Are you guys
1: Very excited.
0: Who likes Halloween? Everybody. Me,
1: I do. I do. Lots of candy. Candy corn. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Candy corn is the
0: worst candy. <laughs> Ever. It is not. It is because it is I best. had a bad experience with candy corn.
2: I hate candy corn. So it's <sighs> the worst. i buy it for you.
1: All right. Well, then it's up to the specialized community. I need you to support me. Have my back here. Candy corn is the best. And it's, it's the just. The best? A, it, is, it is one of the best. And no. it does initiate the fall season.
2: I so the s'mores and leaves and <laughs> pumpkins and <laughs> no, but rice. then I start <laughs> looking for candy corn in the store. Give <laughs> Give the
1: great Kit-Kat, pumpkin, I'll Charlie find.
0: Brown, all that good stuff.
1: I do like that. That's a great movie. I gotta rock. I don't like Charlie Brown.
0: I know. Why do you have issues with Charlie Brown? He's
2: rude.
1: He's not
0: rude. He's They're
2: not all rude. rude. All of the <laughs>
0: <laughs> the people around him are. Wah, 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 wah. Anyway, uh, we're gonna, we gonna be
1: talking about Halloween. We're gonna be talking about Halloween
0: uh, in, in in just a second. But last episode. I talked about our um, leaving a review, oh, yeah. and that you know yeah, if you yeah. if you left the review, we would who's the big winner read your review on the podcast, and you would get a prize. And so we have a prize winner. Yay! You guys excited about that? We have a prize <laughs> winner. We got it's a prize. winner. Cheering. It's a the crowd <laughs> is cheering. So I um I pulled up our uh, our review. You want to hear this review because this was like. I do. This yes. is like one of the coolest things. Okay. So uh, somebody left a review for us in uh, on Apple Podcasts. And uh, this comes from Spring Break Sal. So Spring breaks that's his uh, username. Not his legal name. but uh, Maybe. It may be. I don't know. Spring Break mm-hmm. Sal. That might be his. Sal might be his last name. Break might be his middle and spring first. <laughs> so anyway, uh, his review, he gave us a five-star review.
1: Awesome! Thank How nice you. is that?
0: And then uh, he uh, wrote this: helpful, lively, and personal. The specialized podcast reminds you that being a part of the specialized community and living the specialized life is a blessing, not a drawback. Thanks to shining, thanks for shining light and optimism on something that is not only near and dear to my heart, but something that, in one way or another, can affect just about every person in the world whether you're looking for tips on how to parent or teach those with special needs a community that understands your situation advice on how to help friends slash family with special needs or are just curious about the specialized life this podcast is right for you thanks diana tina and wayne for being vulnerable open and honest keep up the great work
2: so nice. Wow. That was perfect. Spring Break
0: Sal, Sal should be our like PR <laughs> yeah, person. Spokesperson. Like,
2: definitely.
0: Oh, my goodness. He so, has a
1: new job. Thank uh, you so much, uh, Spring Break Sal.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thanks for so review. I much didn't say anybody review.
1: was fired. I just okay. said he has a new job.
0: <laughs> I know. You got offended He's got to promote us. <laughs> well, Spring Break Sal, thanks for your uh, awesome review. And uh, just for that, we've got a special prize pack that's going Drum to be roll, heading please. your way. Okay, So... You are going to be uh, receiving an Ability Tree Florida swag pack. It's going to include a lot of just different pieces of our merch and swag and all that. And then you're going to receive a book as well. So we're going to just uh, share that with you. All you have to do, Spring Break Sal, we don't know who you are. So you got to email (laughs) us at SpecializedPodcast at gmail.com. And uh, just let us know that you are Spring Break Sal. And uh, we will... Uh, get your prize pack out to you. If you would like to leave us a podcast, we may uh, leave uh, (laughs) leave us a podcast review. (laughs) If you leave us a podcast review, we may choose your review and read it live on the air. If we do, we will also send you a prize pack. How cool is that? So all you got to do is go to the podcast app, leave us a review, and if we choose yours to read the next episode, you shall win.
2: So try to beat spring break. So try to beat
0: that. That's not possible. I don't know.
2: I don't know. That was a really good that one. That was a really good
0: one. Good I'm gonna send best. that to my mother.
1: That's one <laughs> I feel like we should frame. Should <laughs> print out and frame.
0: <laughs> we'll put my phone in a frame and we'll uh. hang it up. Okay. <laughs> so Halloween guys uh I, I love Halloween. I have like always you know just as a kid always just loved the whole experience getting in costume Trick or treating, you know, getting all the candy and, just you know, sp- spreading out all the candy, kind of like divvying it up and into piles of what I'm going to eat now, what I'm going to eat later, what I'm going to sell to my friends.
2: You have a whole process. I do. I, do. <laughs> I, I just think got about my this. bag, went trick or treating, came <laughs> back, <ate some> pieces. <laughs> I know. I think I was allowed to
1: like pick two or three pieces of candy before. Two or three. <laughs> yeah. Like, and then
2: the rest was like, okay, it's going in the jar.
0: Oh okay. my goodness, no! I, I was.
2: I had to limit myself. She would check to see if the candy that she wanted was in there, and then she'd be like, "All right, you're good. Go ahead." <laughs> <laughs> that's about it
0: oh, no, but i, I think
2: that's it. the treat of being
1: a parent is you get to go through and sift through and pick out your favorites and then you leave the rest for the
2: kids
0: <laughs> well i mean i i i like the whole process of you know going trick-or-treating and kind of going from you know house to house and kind of you know meeting your neighbors and seeing your neighbors and letting them kind of comment on you know your costume, costume and mm-hmm. you know and, and that kind of thing but You know, in the special needs community, trick-or-treating can bring on, like, a lot more anxiety, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it could be something that's um, unknown and scary. And so we kind of wanted to talk about a few different aspects of Halloween and if you have a child with special needs, um, how you can make it an enjoyable experience. And if you are in a community that maybe has a child with special needs, maybe on your block or, you know, around, how you can actually uh, make the experience fun for them. Um, even, you know, even if you're not sure right now, what, what to do. So we'll kind of talk a little bit about that. Um, now I have learned something new as a parent of a child with special needs. I, um, I love, I love Halloween. I love the whole aspect of, you know, getting in costume and and going out there. Um, and I think we've made it a lot of fun, haven't we?
1: Definitely. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, this time of year, Wayne becomes like his, I don't know, teenage self again he kind of (laughs) diverts and um because he does get excited he kind of comes alive and and does get excited about the whole costume and the planning and um kind of strategizing even
2: about the costume and what we're gonna do and all of that so it's funny because like he brings it up in like july and we're like Mm -hmm. oh my gosh it's not even close to october and then we're like Okay, now it's October. What are oh we going to do? <laughs> <gonna laughs> do? Got to yeah. get all the costumes and all the things. Yeah. Yeah,
1: but it is Spoiler, it's, it's I start thinking process.
0: about it on November 1st. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. And it starts working in my brain as to how we're going to do this. And what, you know, but the whole idea, I mean, honestly, just going out and, and, and trick or treating, though, um, is an interesting experience. You mm-hmm. know, I, uh, you know, Emily, uh, who has CP, you know, uh, she's Cerebral in a wheelchair. Palsy. Cerebral palsy. Uh palsy. <laughs> she's in a wheelchair. And. Spoiler alert! You know we live in Florida, and there's not always sidewalks. So you know, like our our kiddo is usually kind of rolling down the street. You know, we're you going with there and and you know having to navigate. You know, no sidewalks, sidewalks, driveways, cars, decorations, grass. You know, and all that. And you know, part of it is is that you know in in past years, you know, we've wanted to go with friends and you know have our you know friends and their kids and everybody you know kind of go there. So. It's kind of one of those things where the actual act of trick or treating, um, if you don't kind of think about it ahead of time, can you know can be a, a stressor. So um, let's just kind of talk a little bit about that. You know, just talk about like the the whole act of trick or treating with a child with special needs.
1: Well, I remember when we um, when Emily was younger and trying to you know create this memorable moment for her and just trying to figure it out what it was going to be like, and then her literally falling asleep. After the first house. <laughs> so that was a little bit of a bummer. Um, as a parent, when you're so excited, you have her costume all together. She was a little pumpkin for her first Halloween. Super cute.
0: She was an entire pumpkin patch. Um, and a
1: pumpkin mm-hmm. patch, yes. Yeah, so we're going to talk about that, the costuming. <laughs> so hold up. Um, but literally, I was so excited for her. I, I mean, she was one and a half-ish. Yeah. Her, um, no,
0: her, her first Halloween, no, she was 10 months old. Because she was born in December, so mm, October, yeah, so she was like close to 10, maybe 11.
1: Okay, so she was a baby, She's but a anyway, baby. so she was teeny tiny, but anyway, she fell asleep after the first house, like literally we got her in, we got her dressed, we got her like in the patch, the, the stroller was done and, and literally made it to the first house and she was out. That's like when I first met her, that age. <laughs>
2: That's very right, Very true, yes. very
1: true, and then I remember the next year, she got sick. <laughs> and so we literally she couldn't even put out. the costume on her and I put like the, she was Minnie mouse that year. So I put the little ears in her hair and we just kind of walked out to say hello and walked right back in. Cause she was sick. Yep. So then that third year she was a little farmer girl. So, mm-hmm. you know, we started to see a little bit of a pattern where I was like, okay, I'm get, not getting my hopes up. I'm not going to like make this a huge experience and ordeal because i wasn't sure what to expect right you know so i was always like oh my gosh what is it going to be like this year we've put in the work we are excited ourselves as parents to do this trick-or-treating thing but what's gonna happen so i remember that just tentativeness of it and then you know of course the actual trick-or-treating experience pushing her chair again navigating through decorations and grass and Driveways and cars and sidewalks and no sidewalks did bring on a lot of anxiety and a lot of worry and stress. And I do remember a few, like probably that third year when we were navigating through all of that. And I was like, we have to do something different um, because this is such a stressor. And I think we did. Um, a couple more years in another neighborhood where there were
2: sidewalks, mm-hmm. but the driveways were yeah. just... some houses we couldn't even go up to because there was too many cars in the driveway mm-hmm. and no access for her to go through. So yeah,
0: and, and, you know, when you when you traverse, you know, the trick-or-treating and, in, a, in a wheelchair, you know, and you kind of go through that experience, um, you know, there's a couple of hoops that we had to jump through. So, like, number one, you know, the wheelchair. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, Emily is nonverbal, mm-hmm. and, you know, so they're you know the the fun in saying trick or treat, you know, isn't there, and nor even just even just the act of being able to to say that, or even to say, hey guys, wait for me, like you know, like that like that kind of stuff, and so, you know, that gets to be you know difficult. She, you know, struggles with you know not just like mobility, but you know motor skills, and so you know being able to you know do things like hold the bag out, being able to hold up the little sign that says trick or treat, you know, those are all you know, those are all kind of things that we kind of think about and we all kind of have to navigate. We do you know, hand over hand and, you know, that kind of thing. And I think that's part of the reason, and we'll talk about costuming later, but part of the reason why we started joining her in costume um, mm-hmm. is to kind of be a part of that experience with her, to be her the extension of her hands and feet, you know, in that in that whole experience. And so, you know, when, when you're going door to door, I, I think it's just important to realize it's like, it, it can be stressful and it can be a little overwhelming and there's a you know there's a little bit of a sense of loss because you're like you know hey all the other kids get to you know run down the street and knock on the door and you know uh, and and do all that and are we really you know are we getting the full experience well who's to say what the full experience is you know it's like who's to say what you know what that is it's like you know the opportunity to go trick or treating with your child regardless of special need or disability or anything like that mm-hmm. all all has to do with what you bring to it you know and so for us eventually it became like you know obviously you know Emily can't eat the candy you know there's not a lot of the candy that she eats but the whole act of going door to door with her friends with her peers uh, all the other parents you know kind of
1: the social aspects the you know connection the inclusivity of being among peers that are not non-disabled and you know, uh, having interactions and being among those those kiddos and just enjoying the events of it, you know, her having conversation, not her drawing or carrying on the conversation, but those kids talking to her and explaining their costumes to her and things like that is, you know, has been important. And those are elements that we would consider victories in that. And yes, it's different. It is very different um, in the experience of it. But
0: So I think when, you know, when you're going trick-or-treating um, with your child, uh, you know, play to their strengths. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like what can they do? What are the things that they do enjoy doing? You know, if they fully understand what, you know, what's going on with, you know, with Halloween. If they need some instruction, you know, and and some uh you know, some some prep ahead of time as to what they're doing, you know, begin to kind of, you know, work through that and have the experience that you think is going to be um create the experience that you feel like is going to be the most um fun for the entire family you know what's going to be the thing that's going to that they're going to enjoy the most what's the aspect of just even halloween that they mm-hmm. enjoy you know the most you may not getting any candy you know but you may just really enjoy the interaction with friends and peers um right. and so you know i think that's important
1: and it, and it could be too that maybe halloween night is not the time to take your kid out maybe it's a school night or maybe it's um creates an issue with routine and schedules so maybe do something on the weekend. There's a lot of different festivals or churches that put activities out and events out for families. And most of the time, those are a little bit more family-friendly and um, accessible. So that's something to consider too, is allowing them to wear their costume on a different day, but just having the same or similar experience amongst their peers as well as others in the community. Um, so don't feel like you have to do it on Halloween night uh, unless you are ready and, and set up to, to do that and feel comfortable doing that. And also another thing is to, you know, not expect going for hours on end door to door, limit yourself, (laughs) you know, give, give yourself, you know, 15, 20 minutes to do a couple of houses, come back, take a break, maybe take 15, 20 minutes more to do a few more houses and then come back and call it a night. Cause literally, you know, if, especially if your child can't eat the candy or may or may not enjoy the trinkets, because maybe it's a mute point for them or something, you know, it's just a matter of giving them the experience and the social, um, experience and, and as well as being out there and in the community. So that's what we value more so than, you know, the getting the candy. However, it is a reward for the parents, I do have to say. So.
2: <laughs> or you might even have a kid that is literally just in it for the candy. Like mm-hmm. they might not, maybe they have autism or sensory processing or something and they don't want to wear a costume at all. Like it either bothers them to wear it or they don't understand why they'd be wearing this costume and they don't want to. So in that case also, you can go. A few houses get the social, you know, the social interaction. Have them watch the other kids do it, mm-hmm. and then you don't have to go out the whole time. And that might be discouraging to the parents that the kid doesn't want to wear a costume, or, but it's everybody's different. Every situation is different. And, and but that's like, and that's putting
0: our expectations. Right. You know, th- I mean, the the fastest way to disappointment is by you know making everything have to conform to what our mm-hmm. thought and, and, and expectation should be. You know, that I you know I trick-or-treated as a child, you know, you know, my child should be able to. Or, mm-hmm. you know, I went out all night and we, you know, we we hit so many houses and, you know, it's not a successful Halloween until you have a pillowcase full of candy. But <laughs> you know, right. when we start putting all of that expectation on, and the truth is is that number one Halloween sure has changed a lot, you know. In you know the many years I've been around, and it's like <laughs> that's
2: what you, you sounded know. like when you started. Sure has changed a lot.
0: It sure has changed a lot, but it's one of those things where uh, you know it it has changed, and it is one of those things where it's you know it may not necessarily be about going you know even around your block. If your block is not accessible, then you know consider going somewhere else. Consider going to another neighborhood or catching one of those events and that kind of thing. But like talking about on the other side of things. How can somebody be prepared to be a good Halloween host? You know, maybe you do know that you have a child on your block with special needs. Maybe, um, maybe they're visually impaired. Maybe you know they're hearing impaired. You know, there's a lot of different, you know, different special needs out there. You know, to deal with. Um, how can somebody on their block be best prepared to be a Halloween
1: host? I think um, setup of your driveway and your house decor and stuff is is important. Um, I know if you have a lot of people over, maybe have them park along the street or someplace out of the walkways. But keeping one side of your driveway free of cars so that wheelchairs or walkers or even um, you know slower walkers can can make movement up towards your your door if that's how you want to pass out your trick or treats. Um, So that's something to kind of keep in mind is just where you're parking your cars and allowing enough room and access for kids to get to your door to trick-or-treat. Another great opportunity is actually bringing your trick-or-treating to your driveway, to the end of your driveway. So that gives the opportunity where the kids don't have to maneuver through your cars or through the decor in your yard, but you're already set up out there and ready to receive kiddos that are in wheelchairs or walkers and it's less intimidating too because sometimes the decorations do become overstimulating or scary for kiddos as well so if you're out there to receive and you're out there to just welcome them you know that's one way to kind of uh, put down the defenses and and also create an accessible and welcoming environment for for kids but i know
0: and maybe the only thing too is like you know when you meet like when you meet you know kids at your door it, it can be You know, obviously the tradition is to say, you know, trick or treat, you know, but if you open your door and like right away are going, you're not getting any candy unless you say trick or treat, Mm -hmm. you know, that you, again, you don't know who's at your door. You don't know who, you know, maybe, maybe a child is nonverbal, but they don't look nonverbal. You know what I mean? I I don't know how you look nonverbal, but like, you know what I mean? It's like, (laughs) but like, oh, it doesn't look like that. Or like maybe it just takes them a while, you know. Maybe there's just a, you know some just some and cognitive just a
2: delay. Yeah, or they might say like, "You're not even wearing a costume. Where's your costume?" You know, if they're not wearing one. Some, so just keep that in mind to have the right etiquette, the right verbiage when you're. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and and it's just one of those things. Just understanding that you know, you know, kids of all shapes and sizes are going to be coming to your door, and all different kinds of costumes and or all
1: non-costumes. That. Or and I <laughs> what, but what I
0: love about that is this is that like you know, it, when it comes to Halloween, right? It's like the one time of year where everybody just kind of, you know, looks, you know, out of the ordinary, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's one of those things where it's like, you, you know, you can, every kid can just be a kid on on Halloween and not have to worry about, you know, what what their struggle is or what they're dealing with because everybody's, like, on the same level, right? Everybody's got a costume and, you know, and it's an opportunity to be silly or scary or whatever. They can run amok. They can run amok, 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 um one of the one of the cool things is um the pumpkins like this is like a new thing is like identifying either your house or yourself like as a certain like kind of house like you know hey we offer candy and like treats and trinkets in case you can't mm-hmm. eat candy or if you have an allergy like what's that all about
1: Right. So there's the teal pumpkin. Um, I wouldn't call it a movement. (laughs) I feel like, so the teal pumpkin movement, which basically if you set out a teal pumpkin in front of your home, then you are committed to serving, um, allergy free candy or trinkets. Um, so there are a lot of candies that are out there that are available for allergy free, where they're gluten free, they're, um, what is it? Dairy free, dairy free, and just uh, free of, of different allergens. Um, so we'll put the link on there as to where to get those candies. But also um, even just giving trinkets like stickers, tattoos, bubbles. Um, pencils, bubbles,
2: things eyeballs. like that.
1: Eyeballs, squishy <laughs> squishy eyeballs, bouncy Spider balls, things rings. like that. Like There's so much out there that you can pick up. To just have an alternative for kiddos who cannot eat candy, So, or have allergies and things like that. So we just wanna, you know, so there's that teal pumpkin movement, but that's those who are giving uh, the treats to kiddos. So, but there's also another movement that I saw online recently is called a blue pumpkin, um, where kiddos may be carrying a blue pumpkin and that is identifying them as having autism. And so they're asking if you see a child carrying a blue pumpkin that you're patient and yeah. allowing them to respond or um, say trick or treat or in even selecting the candy that they want. A lot of them may be very particular about what they want to put in their bag. And so they just need a little bit of time to process and to um, make their decisions and things like that. So just being flexible and being aware of those things is really going to be helpful. Also, you may have kids who are nonverbal and, um, you know, maybe carrying a sign or a bag or something that says trick-or-treat, but they're not able to necessarily communicate that. That's also something you want to be on the lookout for too as you're providing treats and things. So they're very grateful. The parents are very grateful for you interacting with their child. Don't forget to say hello (laughs) and happy Halloween to them. And they're saying the same to you, even though they cannot verbally say it.
0: Another couple things to, like, also keep in mind is... You, you might, you know, you might have some kids, you know, come up to your door that are like older, you know, mm-hmm. and, and they may be, you know, they may be a teenager who, you know, isn't, um, you know, done trick or treating yet. Right. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? And so, you know, just kind of, you know, keep that in mind. Just be kind. You know, be kind Absolutely. to everybody that's coming up to your door. If you can't be kind, turn off your light. Just <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> if you can't be kind, just don't do it. If, you, if you're not kind, you're probably not listening to this podcast. Anyway, so oh <laughs> only nice people are listening to uh, to this specialized podcast. But sorry
2: um, for the not nice person. <laughs> if you're not apologize. nice, let us know. I was hoping
0: to be nice, but now you insulted me. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm going to send you an email. Um, but oh, one of the other things too is, as far as like alternatives, you know, um, if and this is usually takes some planning, but this is mm-hmm. something that's really cool. If you plan ahead and talk to your local comic book shop, right? Um, there are Halloween bundles that you can buy. In co- a couple of years, you know, we handed out comic books. That's right. And it, that was just, that's yeah, just a cool thing. It's just, and they make some kind of special Halloween editions of them and you can get like some, just some cool, you know, superhero comics or Archie comics and that kind of stuff to, to hand out. It makes mm-hmm. an awesome alternative to, um, you know, to, you know, just regular candy and all that. Don't, don't do pennies. Don't hand out pennies. <laughs> don't hand thing? out apples. That's like yeah. an old thing. That's like, you wrapped up penny. You never had a penny? Like no, no nobody ever gave you pennies as, a as roll a trick of or treat?
2: Pennies? No. No. Uh.
0: All
1: right. Well, we're Can't aging ourselves right wow. now.
0: All right. Well, don't do that. It's
2: totally aging ourselves. And don't
0: get those little orange <laughs> candies with the white swirl in them. Those aren't even real candies. Those aren't.
2: Those we throw right away. All those weird dummy <laughs> or tootsie roll kind of things. I'm like, "Nope, nope, garbage. Nope." We're
0: not having that. Um and it, so yeah. So, you know, awesome um another op- another uh, like cool thing is the costuming. Okay? So there's a lot of different um, options that are out there. I got to tell you, this is the one thing that like I get so excited about every year. Can we run down the costumes real quick? Run sure? them down. Okay, <laughs> so <laughs> first year, Emily was a pumpkin, but she wasn't just a pumpkin. Her abuela made <laughs> an entire pumpkin patch for her stroller, okay? So mm-hmm. Emily was just a baby, so she was just in a stroller, but the entire stroller was this Beautiful pumpkin patch with little pumpkins oh, all right. over it. Yeah. And yeah. then, and, and she was dressed up as the cutest little, chuppiest little pumpkin. And
1: okay. So let me preface this. <laughs> when we say that Wayne like reverts to his teenage self, like we mean it because every year we start planning, like he said, on November 1st, <laughs> what is next <laughs> year's costume going to be? And literally it becomes a thing it's an so we're not just dressing emily in a costume no 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 we are dressing her wheelchair in a full out costume as well as all of <laughs> us have now become a team squad. that is our squad of wearing costumes and being a part of emily's costume well
0: to be fair that didn't start till year three
1: well, I understand, but <laughs> didn't I, wanted to the other preface, <laughs> I wanted to preface that we go all out right? because right. we want to make, it's the experience that Emily enjoys because it does a get attention. Mm-hmm. And, and she gets to pick. And she gets to pick. She has the choice of what she wants to do. And then we all kind of fall suit. And then we all have to put in the work to make it come together. <laughs> yeah, let's to clarify. I do
0: not impose my...
1: No, but, as but you're always interested tries. in knowing what is it going to be? What is it going to be? So you Are can you start sure, Are you sure you don't want
2: to do Star Wars? Are you right. sure you don't want to do... So you can
1: start planning, so you can start like creating the choices, <laughs> narrowing down the choices, because literally we start with probably about 10 different choices, mm-hmm. and then we narrow down, narrow down as the months go by.
0: To what her picks should so be. So eventually
1: yes. it's two choices, and we're down to the two, and we go, Emily, which one would you like? And the <laughs> one that she reacts to or says yes to, is the one we go with. So this, <laughs> she, well, we'll go back. Okay, so year two. Year
0: two, she was Minnie Mouse, but she was sick. But and so she was sick. She didn't get to blah, actually, blah, blah. I know. So she got to wear the costume, but she was not feeling well at all. Poor kid. Yeah, that was sad. So that was
1: also another homemade costume. It too. was.
0: And so, um, what was it, Abuela made the um, the ears, right? Yeah, she made the whole costume. The whole costume, that's mm-hmm. right. Wow. And I know. I think she's probably, we, we could, we Minnie Mouse can probably be like in the in the pick again. Like we could kind of maybe throw that in the in <laughs> yeah, the pool could, again. We could revert back. We could revert back. Alright, so year three, she was a little farmer girl and we mm-hmm. turned her wheelchair into a John Deere tractor. Yep. Yes. And so that was pretty tame because then Tina and I were just we were just dressed as farmers. And <laughs> we just
1: pulled out our plaid shirts and That's jeans. Right. <laughs> put your hair in pigtails. That's right. That yeah. was I did put my hair in pigtails, no, you but
0: didn't. I don't have any. Um, so that was pretty tame. That was and then year four was Frozen, let it go, right? Yeah, and then so that was when Emily was Anna, mm-hmm. Tina was Elsa, and I, I got to be Olaf. <laughs> yep, and that was awesome. All right, um, and I was so, in New York, that's right. You were in New York, and, and we didn't do anything with her wheelchair that time.
1: No, we showed off the, the because costume, we wanted to show off the, the dress. dress. Yeah, the dress was absolutely gorgeous, so
0: and that was that was super cool. Then, then the next year, we did. Despicable Me, and so I like completely shaved my beard. <laughs> I got a fresh shave on my head, and I got all my black clothes together, and I was Gru.
1: Mm-hmm. And then
0: Emily was a minion, mm-hmm. and then you Super got to be cute. Gru's wife. Like, I forgot yeah, to the her girlfriend. Her
2: name. I can't remember her name either. It's like a reporter or something. Yeah, re- like <laughs> no, she was like a secret agent. A spy, yeah. yeah,
1: I don't know, a spy. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> the only the, other woman. In the the, the movie. only other yeah, grown woman. <laughs> We're gonna have to post pictures, or have yeah, to start we'll, we'll post pictures, pictures so in the show notes.
0: Um, and so, you know, there was that, and then her wheelchair got turned into the Gru mobile mm-hmm. with rocket pack and everything. I mean, it was like, you know, all all decked out. <laughs> then, the following year, now help me out with this: the following year was Cinderella.
1: I think it was
0: Utopia. Oh, Utopia. Okay, so that was the first all cast. Yeah. <laughs> Um a Halloween where we did yes, that's right, we did Zootopia mm-hmm. and um we turned Emily's wheelchair into a police car. Yeah, and she
1: was Judy Hops.
0: She was Judy Hops, officer Judy Hops. And then <laughs> Diana was
2: Nick Wilde.
0: Nick Wilde. And you were uh yeah, so what, what does he say? He's the um
2: Hustle something. Yeah, it's a It's hustle. called a hustle, Sorry, sweetheart. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and then
0: <laughs> and then Tina was um Gazelle. Gazelle. And that was Shakira. And then, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I got to be um, the sloth.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and somehow I got the most dash. makeup. Yeah, Dak. <laughs> and I got to be Flash Flash, 100 Yard uh, Dash. Flash, that's right. Flash Flash, flash 100 flash. Yard Dash. I got to have the most makeup out of
1: everybody <laughs>
0: that was there anyway. And so Emily was the cutest little bunny and she was just adorable. Then we did Cinderella.
1: Then we did Cinderella,
0: and you two had the most makeup because you guys <laughs> we were, were the, the, the wicked, wicked steps
1: stepsisters. <laughs> yep. That was a lot of fun, though. It was. That
0: was. I kind of got off a little bit easy because I was just Gus the mouse. Yes,
1: and was uh, cute.
0: I got ears in my head, mm. and um,
1: and then we turned her wheelchair into roly-poly. the pumpkin carriage.
0: The pumpkin carriage was cool <laughs> because that's the first time we introduced high tech, and so <laughs> <laughs> we made Sorry. we, Light
1: we added <laughs> LED lights. We added
0: <laughs> LED lights to the whole thing, and it was just really cool. Um and so we were able to do that and then the following year after Cinderella was Ghostbusters I lo- that was my favorite Halloween of all time guys you have no idea my daughter my daughter chose Ghostbusters she chose Ghostbusters over any princess Over any kind of Disney themed (laughs) thing whatsoever, she picked it. She picked Ghostbusters, child of mine. Yep. (laughs) Chose Ghostbusters. And uh, I think
1: the choices were uh, Moana and Ghostbusters. And Mm -hmm. she went for Ghostbusters.
0: That's right. Because I could have passed for Maui, but I'm just saying (laughs) that was
2: maybe another time.
0: Maybe some other time. But anyway, it was one of those, it was a cool experience because we were all Ghostbusters. We all Mm -hmm. had proton packs. We all had that. And then Emily's car, Emily's uh, wheelchair was done up as Ecto One. And so now that brings us to this year, and this year's gonna be still see we're still keeping that a secret, and so we'll reveal that later. We'll post that on, on our Instagram <laughs> page later on because we're still working on it too. I want to make sure that it's all nice. But she got to pick, and it, you know, and I was pushing like I got t- I was pushing for a couple of different picks, but I was trying to like you know get there. <laughs> but now here's the thing though is like I I love the idea of going all out because then. It you know it helps Emily feel special because this is something that's made specially for her. It's homemade, uh. You know, it's something that you know that you know dad made, and you know, and that everybody kind of participates in. Everybody kind of looks forward to what Emily's costume is going to be. The whole neighborhood does, all of our friends and family and all that. They want to see all the pictures. But you know, the the whole costuming thing for you, it might be a little bit different. You know, there there may be some trepidation, there may be some fear, there may be um, you know, some even that, some outlandish thoughts and dreams about how the costume should be. You know, but the best thing is to do is just kind of figure out how the costume should work for you as a family and as an individual. You know, is is something going to be uncomfortable? Is something going to be itchy? Um, <laughs> you know, uh, you, try, you know try and figure that out. What are some of the um, w- what are some of the best practices or whatever that you've seen or or heard in when it comes to costuming?
1: Anybody got <laughs> best practices? Well, I mean, you know, I mean, I did, I definitely think comfort is the, uh, is probably your number one priority is to make sure your child is comfortable and whatever it is that you're putting them in, mm-hmm. whether it's something that they're actually full fledged dressed in, or if it's something that you're just draping over them, um, just keep in mind, whatever their sensory issues are or the temperature, even outside for us Floridians, it gets mm-hmm. hot at the end of October, so we try to keep it light, cl- light clothing, light cloths, things over her. We try not to put too much, too many layers over her and things like that. And of course, if it does, by chance, <laughs> very slim chance, <laughs> get cool outside, uh, we'll bring a sweater or jacket to put over the costume, but something that will still kind of go along with it. But I definitely think keeping comfort in mind first is is a great, par- is a good priority um, and thought process. Um, it doesn't have to be elaborate. I mean, we are, Wayne's a little crazy in that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we love it. We absolutely love it. We're, we're all in it hundred percent and we have a blast with it, but you don't have to go all out like that and dressing the the wheelchair and everything. We just kind of have the mindset of the wheelchair is a part of who she is. So we want to make sure that it kind of all blends together. Um, but again, it's whatever you're comfortable with. And again, just making it fun. And I think I think too, like you said toward the beginning, is is lowering that expectations of what we had as children and just and not putting that upon our own kids, but just kind of um just expect what comes, you know, just mm-hmm. you know, whatever comes will come and you know, just have fun with it.
0: What's what's been the experience for you like in the last few years joining us in the costume theme? Like what What's that been like for you to be a part of that?
2: Uh, it's been fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's been. I was. <laughs> Why do you like doing it? Um, because well, I do like dress. I mean, it's fun to dress up. Right. And I also like um being a part of, like, going through it with Emily. Like, same thing like going to Disney. It's fun to be able to see it through her and with her. So it's the same thing for like trick or treating too. And like I remember, like being probably like. Probably 13, 12 or 13, and go, like, going trick or treating with my friend. And we were both like, This is like the last time we're going to be trick or treating. Cause you know, like you get to a point like where like, you're just over it and it's, you know, you're like in that weird stage. And I think we were clowns or something. This is just awkward. And then like we did, I just didn't go again until like recently, like with you guys. Cause I'm like, Well, this, and it is fun. It, like it is fun again to dress up. And obviously I'm not going trick or treat for, you know, for me by <laughs> yeah. myself. But it, it's fun to see her, you know, for people get to getting to experience her dressed up, too, when she comes to the door, and it's not like she's, she is different from, ev- from most kids that are in, in this neighborhood or around here, so going door to door, especially those first few years, they were like, oh my goodness, look at this, and it's exciting.
0: One of my earliest memories of Diana, however, is of her on Halloween or around Halloween, Dressed as Thomas the Tank Engine.
2: Oh yes, I did do that too. <laughs> I forgot about that. That was
1: your go-to for a couple of years. Yeah. So that's
2: how when many I went years with, did you have this costume? <laughs> well, I went with my friend and her and her kids um, trick-or-treating when they were little too, and we made this cardboard Thomas the Train <laughs> box, and it was really, really good. And it was held up with suspenders, and I, and I just I wore that, and it was literally just a cardboard box painted, and right. it lasted like I think four or five halloweens like i just kept it in my garage <laughs> put it back on with the suspenders and walked out like well <laughs>
0: and you, you used to wear it like at work and stuff like that yeah. like when you you know you used to work at a supermarket yes and how do you work the register in a, tr- in a train i Let's didn't
2: i wasn't at the register i don't think i was oh. giving out candy or something or yeah bagging <laughs> wouldn't have been too easy like that either <laughs> <laughs> i'll help it to your car excuse me uh, put it on my caboose <laughs> let put <it> on there <laughs> I
1: will put a plug out there, which we'll also put in the link is um, just talking about costuming and um, comfort is mom approved costumes. Oh, yeah. I mentioned this before, but mom approved costumes is a tremendous um, costume. Manufacturer, I guess. I'm trying to think, is she a manufacturer? But literally, it's a mom of a child, of a little girl, and she puts together all of these costumes. They replicate a lot of the Disney characters, um, princesses, and even princes she's put out, and Star Wars characters and things like that, and pirates. Um, So she has a lot of fun costumes on there, but what is great about it is she makes sure that the seams are covered, um, the fabric is soft, the sequins aren't over. Bearing The costumes are machine um, washable. The mach- yes. The costumes are machine washable so you can use them over and over again. Um, and they're absolutely beautiful. So we have ordered a couple from her and we absolutely love them. So that's definitely something if you have somebody especially who has sensory aversion to tags and seams and, you know, a lot of um, glittery things and stuff like that. That's something to definitely look into as mom approved costumes.
0: Now, you know, Target this year started um, offering costumes for children with disabilities and specifically they had like wheelchair costumes mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. Now, uh, you know, I haven't actually seen these costumes in our stores. I'm not saying that they're not necessarily in stores, but they are available like online. Mm-hmm. And so like honestly what I would just kind of tell everybody about costuming is simply this. I would plan ahead. And so mm-hmm. it's one of those things where just make sure that, you know, whatever you're, you're doing, just kind of think about it. Plan ahead. If you want to go all out, I mean like here's the cool thing. I wasn't the only dad last year with a child in a wheelchair who decked out, you know, their vehicle. Specifically, now, Ability Tree, uh, you'll hear about us and about them in a second. But we, you know, we put together a Trunker Treat, okay? And last year, what we do is we, you know, we, we kind of understand, and especially in our area in Florida, no sidewalks, not really safe, a lot of vehicles and cars driving around and that kind of thing. And so we decided to have a safe and sensory-friendly Trunk or treat, right? And so, uh, you know, we do it in this really cool enclosed space. But now, what I loved was just the freedom that kids had being able to kind of like run around and enjoy themselves Mm -hmm. and have some fun during this trunk or treat. Well, there was this other dad who, like, and this was kind of like a proud dad moment, you know, where, you know, I've got my child and she's in Ecto One and she's driving around. And then there was a dad who was dressed as a dinosaur and his child Mm -hmm. was decked out in a Jurassic Park Jeep. And, yes. turned, and turned their wheelchair into a Jurassic Park Jeep. And I was like, this is awesome. the coolest thing. Mm-hmm. And I love, I honestly love that I wasn't the only dad that has done that before. And, you know, and we've got plenty of friends now that, you know, who have children with wheelchairs that kind of put added elements onto there. And I think that you can do that with anybody. If you have, if you have a child, you know, who walks around in a gait trainer, if you have a child that uh, uses a cane, if you have a, you know, whatever it is, you can use... Um, whatever tools that you that you have, you know, whatever equipment that you have, you could use that to your v- advantage when it comes to, you know, creating, you know, different costumes and stuff. If you have an upse, you could put your child in the upsy mm-hmm. and you can have like really fun, you know, op- you know, opportunity kind of creating like, you know, just you know, the seven dwarves or something <laughs> like that, you know, like and so lots of cool, you know, costume That's ideas. Idea. See me, yeah. Gosh, text me and I'll uh, I'll I'll, uh, I'll give you some ideas. But anyway, um, I. I think we're going to share some some picks, right, our picks uh, in just a little bit. But first, I just wanted to ask you, if you're enjoying the Specialized Podcast, let me encourage you to support Ability Tree Florida. Ability Tree Florida is a nonprofit organization that comes alongside families impacted by disability and provides rest, recreation, education, support, and training. And currently, uh, we are prepping for our big Trunker Treat that is a community-wide Trunk or Treat event and uh, it's it's a lot of fun. It, what we do is we provide something that's sensory friendly, that's accessible for the entire family. If you're interested in supporting something like that, check out donorbox.org/slash-specialized-podcast. You can sign up and uh, donate five dollars. That makes you a podcast fan. You could sign up and donate ten dollars. That you know that kind of uh, gives you that extra boost. But then if you um, if you donate forty dollars, you're sponsoring a family who's going through the Ability Tree program for a month. If you sponsor for $80, you're sponsoring two families or one family for two months. Then if you sponsor $100, that means that you're sponsoring a support group for a child, for a parent or for a mom or a dad of a child with special needs. You could even sponsor for $400 and sponsor an entire parents night out for one month. Check out DonorBox.org slash Specialized Podcast. Thank you for your support. Now, It's time for our picks of the week. Are you guys ready?
2: I'm ready, (laughs) Diana. You ready? We're doing jigs, but you can't really see. (laughs) They're dancing. (laughs) We're not even playing music right now. There was a song that we listen to every morning, and it's called "Days of the Days of the Week." Days, days of the week. That's what reminded me of picks. Picks of the week. That's what I said (laughs) in my head. Now we have a new intro. For That's right. Picks. Now we got a new intro.
0: And <laughs> you're up, picks, Diana. What's your pick of, of the, the week?
2: week. Uh, my pick of the week is a, hold on, I switched away from it. It is a website that um, I found that has a bunch of different social stories on it. So, um, What's a social story? I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I knew you were going to ask. So a social story is something that, that you can use Sorry, closer to the mic. A social story is something that you can use for either kids that have autism, it's typically it's for them, or if people or kids that don't necessarily have get social cues or need a little bit of help learning what's going to come next or w- how they should act in certain situations or if they need to be prepared for a new experience. So you can read these social stories that usually come with pictures and it kind of just explains the process they're they're about to be going through or maybe it explains um, how their behaviors should be or expectations. So one of the social stories that I found about Halloween is here. It's the website is A Day in Our Shoes. Is that what it is? Yes. A Day in Our Shoes is the website. And on there they have Um, Halloween social stories, trick-or-treating social stories. They also have um, other holiday ones too, but that's not for right now. Um, But if you click on on those, they have a bunch of pictures, they're free. You can print them out and download them and then you can read them with your kids.
0: So it's cool, just kind of something cool for you to just you know share with your child before you go to an event or before you start talking about costumes and, and that mm-hmm. kind of thing, just so they get a better understanding.
2: It talks about, like, um, go trick-or-treating. We're going to ring the doorbell. We're going to dress up in our costumes. We're going to um, say trick-or-treat, or if you can't, they're going to sign trick-or-treat or whatever it is. We're going to get our candy. We're going to put it in our bag. Like, it goes through every step. Then we're going to save it for later, or, you know, they have different ones depending on on the needs of the kids but they're very cool. Love it. Awesome. Good pick. Thanks. Great pick.
0: Good pick.
1: Tina. All right. So I'm providing, again, in the links, lots of links this week, but it'll help you be prepared. Um, I found some cards at pediatricsplus.com, and these are cards that actually, as a parent, you can give to those that are presenting treats to your child or trinkets. Um, But the card states, due to my own special reasons, I can't say trick or treat. So please take this card in exchange. Thank you. So it's just kind of a a sweet way to just thank somebody for taking the the time and the patience to allow your child to either make their selection or just uh, acknowledging your child even and uh, just making their experience special for them. So it's a great way to just kind of let them know that your child may be nonverbal um, or may have a difficult time socializing with those that they don't know. And this is also just in turn you know, being kind and returning that that exchange as well.
0: I think that's adorable. By the, and the one that <laughs> the one that you picked out is just is really sweet. Um, and, you know, we, you know, we have a nonverbal way for Emily to, to say, you know, trick or treat. She's got a cute little sign that she holds up Where you know, and, and it.
1: so that's something that's really simple, too, is just to kind of keep in mind, we use a popsicle stick and a piece of paper that has a picture of um, I think it's like a someone dressed in a wick yeah. and a little child exchanging candy, but it says trick or treat on it. Mm-hmm. So we just we help her hand over hand hold that up to whomever she approaches, and, and
2: they one provide. year did you have like a switch? One year that you can push the yeah. button and it yes. says trick or treat, or it said something right? So mm-hmm. there's that way too.
0: It's yeah. So and, and you know, and you can even do stuff based on the theme or whatever you know what you're doing that year. But um, you know, it's it's always just neat just to be able to pr- uh, pr- just provide alternatives, mm-hmm. you know, to. Um, how to say trick or treat? So it's good. And Don't say smell my feet because that's not nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my pick um, is an organization called Magic Wheelchair, and Magic Wheelchair is a nonprofit organization uh, that builds. This is their words: building epic costumes for kiddos in wheelchairs at no cost to families. So this is uh, you know this is a really cool thing. You can uh, check out their Instagram page. It is at Magic Wheelchair. Okay. And they're literally just an organization that, you know, works with children with special needs to build them, like, a dream costume. And all you have to do is apply for, um, you could apply for a costume. You can even, like, you know, participate by donating. And they even are taking volunteers. So check out their Instagram page, at Magic Wheelchair. And just kind of, I mean, here's the cool thing. Like, going through some of their costumes, they built costumes for kids this past year for Comic-Con. And so, you know, there are pictures of kids dressed up in, um, in their Power Rangers gear, uh, which is, like, super cool. Uh, they've got other pictures there uh, when it comes to, like, Star Wars. There's one kid uh, whose wheelchair got turned into Mater from Cars. Mm-hmm. Wow. And it's just, like, a really cool experience. Um, Just to even kind of glance through some of these pics, it's one of my favorite Instagram pages to follow. Uh, and so it's called Magic Wheelchair. And uh, check them out on Instagram. Give them a follow and uh, tell them we sent you. So that'd be cool. So
1: and they're building. They build costumes all year long. Yes, correct. So that it's not just a Halloween costume application right. kind of thing. So it's something you can do all year round, and then maybe save for a Halloween or something like that. But, yeah. But yeah, it's it's. And those costumes are pretty incredible. We thought we did a good job but <laughs> good <did> job. <laughs> they, those are incredible. they're they're very high quality yes um, but definitely check them out.
0: Awesome. Well guys, we have uh, wrapped up another episode of the specialized podcast. Good job. Uh, I love this is probably one of my favorite episodes because we're talking about something that I really, really <laughs> love doing. Uh, and uh, so as we wrap up Diana, can you tell everybody how to connect with us?
2: Sure. <laughs> <laughs> connect with us at specializedpodcast at gmail.com, on specializedpod on Instagram, at specializedpod on Twitter, and find us on Facebook at specializedpodcast. And this and, is Tina's line, I feel like. <laughs> no, well, good job.
0: <laughs> and uh, by the way, and don't forget to leave us a review on, uh, on, on Apple Podcast or anywhere that you listen to this podcast. Leave us a review. Share our episodes with others. Uh, We just really, really appreciate your help and your support in that. And uh, once again, spring break, Sal, can't wait to get you your prize pack. Uh, So reach out to us, SpecializedPodcast at gmail.com, and we'll get it out to you right away. Once again, for the special... Yes, (laughs) ma'am. Oh, no, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Go for it. For the Specialized specialized Podcast, (laughs) signing off. My name is Wayne.
1: I'm Diana. And I'm Tina. Don't forget to find the joy in this specialized life.